0: Welcome to the generational cycle breakers podcast. My name is Natasha and I'm your host and this is episode two. Before I begin, I would like to give a couple of disclaimers. First of all, there is a chance that you could be triggered from listening to this episode. I am going to speak about different types of trauma just in general, though nothing specific. And then secondly, this podcast is for educational purposes only. I am not a mental health professional, and this is not meant to um, diagnose or treat any uh, psychological illness. I did get a lot of the information from this episode from an article entitled, What is Generational Trauma on health.com. And I will put in my show notes any kind of sources um, that I have always, but um, that is really the only source for today. And um, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes so that there's a link for you to be able to access it. So... Generational trauma, I want to reiterate from my previous episode, just a general definition is trauma or the effects thereof that is passed down from one generation to the next. So it can be something uh, that's really obvious like physical abuse, but many times it is inadvertently taught. So it's not even something that we're aware of um, until... I guess until we're aware of it, right? <laughs> uh, but it might not be something that is is completely obvious until you notice these cycles. The origins of generational trauma began. Of the term generational trauma began in 1966. A Canadian psychiatrist named Vivian Rakoff and her colleagues they recorded high rates of psychological distress among children of Holocaust survivors. So the children were not part of the Holocaust, uh, but their parents were. And so it was noted that they had high levels of distress. And that was when the term generational trauma was first discussed. Then in 1988, there was a study in the Canadian Journal of Psychiatry. And it in the study, they found that grandchildren of Holocaust survivors were 300% more likely to get psychiatric referrals than their peers whose, whose uh, family were not Holocaust survivors. In theory, though, um, even though both of the uh, origin... Stories of generational trauma were pertaining to Holocaust survivors. Anyone can have generational trauma. It can, of course, be catastrophic events like the Holocaust or like uh, a t- an earthquake or, um, you know, hurricane, but it can also be abuse, racism, poverty, and there are others that um, I'm not thinking of right now, but there are several causes uh, of generational trauma. So there are some uh, telltale signs of generational trauma that maybe you might have generational trauma in your family. Um, You might be hypervigilant, which is really being hyper aware of your surroundings. So you're you're constantly scanning for threats. You are... um, constantly kind of on edge trying to make sure that you know everything is is safe and feels safe for you also a lot of people will have a sense of shortened future so they'll feel like they're going to die young for no reason at all though Um, a lot of people who suffer generational trauma uh, come off as aloof or cool and I, I think that's simply because they are taught not to express their emotions. That's just me speculating. But um, I would say that that is, um, in my experience, personally, um, the cause. Also, people who suffer from generational trauma in their family might have high anxiety and depression. They could have panic attacks, nightmares. They might have a sensitive fight or flight response. And that part of that comes from being more hypervigilant. And it's also common uh, to have a low self-esteem. It has been found that generational trauma can affect the immune system People who experience generational trauma uh, are more likely to have autoimmune diseases and also are more um, likely to be sick more often. And it also has been found that generational trauma can affect the brain. There can be more damage to the brain during the trauma and genetic changes can happen that can be passed down uh, that might lead to depression, anxiety, dementia, and other um, diseases. However, generational trauma is not an illness. So there is a catalog called the DSM-5. It's a classification uh, system for psychological and mental disorders. And it has pretty much every diagnosis, I believe. Uh, I know that there are diagnoses that are newer, that um, that people are waiting to be accepted into the next DSM. Um, but that is the classification system that is used to diagnose um, anyone with a psychological um, or mental disorder. Um, so in that, there is not a diagnosis for generational trauma. There, of course, are diagnoses for anxiety and depression and PTSD, but generational trauma itself uh, is not a diagnosis because it's not an illness. It is the cause of the effect for some people's stress some people's anxiety, fight or flight, and other heightened alert systems. But not everyone who experiences uh, generational trauma has these, um, these symptoms or um, effects from it. A lot of times, I had said before that generational trauma... Um, does not necessarily need to be obvious that sometimes it's inadvertently taught, and um, it can mask mask itself through learned beliefs, behaviors, and patterns that become ingrained. This impacts personalities, relationships, parenting, communication, and worldviews. So you know one. Um, effect that I can come up with off the top of my head that might end up uh, affecting personality is if someone is made to feel like expressing their emotions are not, is not safe um, and they have kind of that blunted um, affect or aloofness, what looks like aloofness, um, then that can End up affecting their personality in the end because they just aren't showing their emotions. They're not acting as their true self. It's that is a behavior that they have learned through trauma. So a lot of times, that's how general generational trauma can um, come through, is masking itself that way. So that is a more in-depth view of generational trauma. And, um, you know, what if this sounds familiar to you? What if you're listening to this and you think wow that that sounds like me now, now, what do I do?" Well, first, I want you to know that you are not alone. There are so many people who have experienced this, and it's the main reason for me beginning this podcast and also um giving this information is really wanting to build a community of people who just don't feel so alone. Secondly, I want you to know that healing and rewiring is possible with intervention. Not all is lost. You're not doomed to repeat these cycles. You're not doomed to always feel this way with therapy, with Possibly medication, if that's right for you, with alternative forms, um, meditation. Um, oh, gosh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on all of the different things. There are so many different uh, interventions that can be used to help someone become a cycle breaker and heal generational trauma. So I just want you to know that not all is lost and that it's possible to heal and it's possible to rewire your brain and rewire your um, reactions and personality to things uh, based on your healing. Uh, Becoming a cycle breaker is so difficult, but is is so rewarding as well. And it is just 100% worth it. It's a lot of work, but it's 100% worth it. And I want you to know that you can become a cycle breaker too. That's it for this episode. In my next episode, I do plan to speak about what it means when people talk about cycle breaking and what it means to be a cycle breaker. If you would like to contact me at all, if you have any interest in being on the podcast to speak about your uh, journey into becoming a cycle breaker, or if you have any questions or concerns for me at all, please feel free to email me. My email address is generationalcyclebreaker at gmail.com. And I also uh, did start an Instagram account as well. You can feel free to contact me on that. The handle for that is at generational underscore cycle underscore breaker. And I would love to interact with you on that. So that's it for today, my fellow cycle breakers. To close out this episode, I would like to teach you one of the mantras that I say to myself. You can close your eyes and take a deep breath. And tell yourself. I am strong, I am kind, I am good, and I am worthy of all the love in the world. Thank you so much for listening to me today, and I look forward to being able to speak with you again. I hope that you have a beautiful day.